Ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Worldwide. I am your host of this shit show of a podcast, Vic Sick Vic. My colleagues today, I have TJ and back from the dead, Mad Max. Gentlemen, how you doing? Doing all right. Yeah, doing well, doing well. Glad to see Max back. Appreciate it, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Our Who guest we got tonight, tonight? Our guest tonight, she is the dark angel of professional wrestling. I've seen some of her matches on YouTube, but she is definitely killing it in the indie scenes. We have Danny Jacks with us tonight. How are you doing today, ma'am? Good, good. Glad to hear you guys are doing good, too. Oh, we're very happy you took time to come on the show today. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So what got you into the business? Was it something that you always wanted to do? Or was it just like, they gave you an opportunity, you just took it, like, well, I like this, and you just ran with it? Um, wrestling, for me, is something I've always been into for, like, as long as I can remember. And I don't think, when I was younger, I knew that I really wanted to be in the ring myself. I always just looked up to those people. And then as I got older, I'm like, something's not quite right. Because I really enjoy watching it, yet something's still missing. And it was the fact that I wanted to do what they did. And eventually, I finally found a place to get a tryout. And here I am now, starting to train, or been training, wrestling a lot of shows around the country. Still getting better. So how old were you when you started in the business, when you got through those ropes? Uh, how old was I? I was 16. Wow. Yeah, a little young. And what promotions do you currently work for right now? Um, I work for a lot of promotions throughout uh, mostly Michigan, Ohio, and uh, West Virginia, and a couple in Pennsylvania as well. Is it true that in West Virginia, there are pretty much no rules in professional wrestling? It's known as if you have, like, if you go there, the commission, the commission goes, as long as you have duct tape to tape up your wounds, who cares? Not like Pennsylvania. Or like New York with no bleed states? Um, I mean, I haven't necessarily seen any of those things yet, but it's possible, I guess. Not too bloody in my matches yet, so. <laughs> Keyword yet, right? Yeah, always, always. Knock on wood. Never say never. <laughs> nah. Hey, if you don't get busted open every now and then. Oops. What's good for you? Feel bleeding. Yeah. Makes you feel alive. Yeah, wounds heal. So. So tell us about your first professional wrestling match. All right. Uh, my first wrestling match was in Urbana, Ohio. I got to wrestle uh, JJ DeVille. He was one of the people that actually I trained with for a very long time. Uh, we were close for a minute. And then we wrestled. You know, once you step into the ring, not friends. You're pretty much enemies at that point because one person comes out on top. I mean, obviously things didn't go how I planned. However, the world got to meet uh, the dark angel Danny Jack and, you know, pretty much uphill from there. Got to show off what I do. Got to walk the ropes for the first time and uh, almost hit my head on the ceiling, but high risk, high reward, right? Right. Where did you get the name? Um, 
Danny Jacks was actually from soccer. I was a three-sport athlete. And at one of the camps I went to, they were acting like sports commentators. And Danny Jacks was what I've been called for now, like seven years, I think. Wow. So it wasn't one of those names that you woke up one day and said, I'm going to call myself Jenny, Danny Jacks. It was known as you were knighted the name and you just went with it. Yep. I actually had, <clears throat> I was called Danny for a little while. I was kind of iffy on it for a little bit, but now it's like the only thing I do, I go by. Uh, what about the um, Dark Angel? What did that come about? Um, I've always been dark, creepy, a little mysterious. I've always been into like the oddities and all that good stuff. And I think it's the perfect mixture of you have to have the good with the bad. You can't have good without evil and you have to have that balance. And I like to bring that into the ring with me every time. Uh, what's normal these days that's my question I mean, anything and everything i mean what's the anything people say that's normal that it's known as no it's like it's normal people who chop up their neighbor, neighbors and bury them in their backyard it's like <laughs> yeah, it's so that's... normal i don't understand <laughs> yeah so what so, would you consider your your style of wrestling is it you know street brawl or bar fights or luchador or technique or high flyer or strong style one thing i like about my style is i don't like to label it how a lot of other people can i have nothing wrong like there's nothing wrong with that however i like to think that i can take different aspects of every style and make it my own so when I have to label my style, it's always just the Danny Jack style. You know, no one quite does exactly what I do, but I can't do exactly what everyone else does. And that's what makes me unique. So tell the audience about your finisher and why is it your finisher of choice? Cool. Um, I have two finishers, both are DDTs. I have like a step up a tornado DDT where I run up the corner jump on them and hook them with the DDT right there. I like that finisher. It's high impact, it's a little bit showy. Uh, love to show off a little bit in the ring. And I want people to know when they're gonna look up at the lights and that the ref's gonna count three. It's high impact, they're just not gonna be able to recover. Uh, my other is off of the rope, I like to give people a little bit of hope before I set them down for that final three in the match. Throw them off the rope, follow them, hook them with a DDT, they never see it coming. Their back's turned. A little bit of shock factor for them. It's always fun. So since, you, so since you're familiar with like high impact moves and I've seen mm -hmm. some of your matches, so you're not afraid to get hit. No. Has, have, you ever, have you ever gotten the infamous holy shit chant from the crowd or this is awesome? I have a couple times actually. Uh, both times I was in the ring with Madman Fulton, and I think both times he's run me around. <laughs> so people like when I get thrown. That seems to be a common theme. Yeah, I saw that on YouTube, and I was that's one of the matches I saw, and I was like, no fucking way, I, because I know Madman Fulton from Impact Wrestling, and I'm like, no fucking way. It's like this is gonna be a quick match, but you held your own there. I mean, you really, you really kicked his ass. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I 
it's a great opportunity every time I get to step into the ring with someone, especially someone as talented as Fulton. And, you know, every time someone wants to underestimate me when I step in the ring, I like to prove them wrong. And he was the perfect person to do that with. Would you say the matches with Mamet Fulton would, to you, be the most important matches in your career? And if not, what are your most important matches? Hmm. I don't know. I think every match always means something different to me because every person's different talent. Like Fulton, he's traveled, he's well-known, he's super talented, correct? He's given me an opportunity to have that kind of match with him where he's thrown me around, but I get to recover, I get to throw him back. But I've also had other matches, like my uh, first match, that will always mean a lot to me because it was my introduction really to, you're going to get thrown around weekly and this is how you're going to do it, but you're going to improve from it all. And every match gives me a chance to showcase something different. So they all are important in a different way, if that makes sense. Man, it makes sense to me. Max, does it make sense to you? Most definitely. Yeah. Max has a, has a little experience in hardcore matches. <laughs> Just a little. I'm not done retired yet until I wrestle Man Man Pondo. <laughs> he might retire you permanently. <laughs> I called him and talked to him, and he goes, so what are you telling me, Max? I thought you were retired. I said, I'm not done until I'm getting the ring with you. He goes, just name the date and the time and where at. Oh, Max, you never learn. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I know. Wait a minute, Max. We got to back the train up here for a second, Mel. We know what took place. And now you're talking about you want to go and get back in the ring, which from the sounds of it, what Vic's saying is this guy's going to whoop the shit out of you. This guy, this guy is so freaking psycho. He got, he got hit with a bowling ball and it knocked a couple of his teeth out and he still went, still kept on going. This guy, he's totally insane. I would love a fantasy match to me would be Man Man Pondo and Metro Butcher. Those two, someone would end up dying in that match the way those two work. That Necro Butcher, why would you get in the ring with him? So, so Danny, listening to Crazy Bastard Max, um, what would be your ultimate crazy match? Ooh. Um, honestly, I'd love a no DQ match, a little bit of barbed wire, thumbtacks, chairs, ladders, tables, all that good stuff. I mean, I'm up for a lot of crazy things, and I'm always willing to do it at least once. So if someone wants to hit me with a chair, I'll take it. I mean, it's not going to hurt, or it's not, <laughs> it will hurt. However, got to have battle scars, right? True. Mexico, say something. What is the hardest thing that you ever been hit with, Danny? Been hit with a chair. Uh, for some reason, a lot of people just they like chairs, but it's cool with me, I guess. Now, do you take it full force or you put your hands up? Nah, hit me with the chair. 
that that's a good way to take it. Even even mm-hmm. though thumbtacks don't impress us, Legos. If you have kids, you step on a Lego before, that's worse than a thumbtacks. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's worse. I'm sorry, I just feel like it's worse. TJ won't do it now as they have gummy bears, but that's TJ. Hey, that's right. You fill that ring with gummy bears, I'm in. <laughs> Animal so gummy bears. No, no, just sort of, you know the the the, the hair or whatever they are. Delicious. So, Danny, um, with this sport comes with a lot of risk. Like people will get a lot of like a fair amount of injuries. What's the worst injury you have ever been through? Um, had a couple. Uh, I had a torn UCL. Uh, like a year or so back. Uh, that was a little rough. I was out for I'd say three to six months. I can't remember the exact time frame. Uh, I've had some injuries to my neck. I had a issue, an issue with one of my discs just from a hard landing. Uh, broken finger, just, you know, nothing too major yet. Once again, knock on wood, not hoping for anything severe, but it does come with its risks. It's a dangerous sport, but you just have to be prepared for it. It's a dangerous sport. What, what makes you go back in the ring time and time again, knowing that, you know, once slip and you can be paralyzed because wrestlers haven't paralyzed before. I mean, everything has risks. It's just you have to find out like the benefits of it because I love going out there and giving people something to watch, something to entertain them because I watched people do this when I was younger. It inspired me. It was something I truly looked forward to and really enjoyed. And I'd love to be able to do that for everyone else. And if it does end up with something severe happening, it's going to suck. It'd be probably the end of the career. But I think it's worth it to be able to provide that for someone else. Well, when it comes risk, there's rewards. So what championships have you won before? And which one meant the most to you? Um, I've actually only won one championship. It was the uh, MDWA Women's Championship up in Michigan that I held for about six months. Why only six months? Promoter didn't like you? <laughs> no. Um, I had a match back in, I believe, February. Someone decided that they wanted to interfere with the match. Got my legs held down. Couldn't kick out. But the good thing is I'm now actually in a faction with them and uh, proven to be a little bit of a force to be reckoned with there. So they stole my gold. However, I'll forgive them for the fact that and a little bit of friends after that. A little bit of cheating never hurt anyone, except for my title reign. But still cheating of your titles, those fucking cheaters. Yeah, but not going to help cheat to win this time, so it's whatever. Got to be worth it now. So if you talk to someone who's just getting into the business, what advice would you give to them that you yourself didn't know when you started? Um... Take care of your physical health as much as you can. Sports, very, very taxing, always. Um, make sure you're also listening to everyone. Not everyone is going to have the best advice. However, everyone has something that you could learn. You may not think it, but even if someone's trying to tear you down, they're not. 
it's just something that's going to help you in the long run. And the best way to learn is through listening to other people. And if you do that, I think you have great potential to make it a lot of places. So for our average person at, at ringside watching your matches, what do you think makes them want to buy a ticket to watch you in the ring? <laughs> um, I love to think, and I believe that, once again, no one does what I do. I have a little unique style to everything, from the way I walk out to the way I hold myself in the ring to the way I execute every single move in the ring. I like to make something a little different that you haven't quite seen before from every person. So it's just a bunch of surprises, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, Wait, I love what? to be a surprising person. It keeps everyone interested. They'll buy, have me buy a ticket. <laughs> but the thing about fans, we hear stories about fans being like complete assholes. Like, you know, they'll be tough guys behind the keyboard and social media, too. They have too many drinks at an event and they think they can jump the guardrail to, you know, charge the rain. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had any experiences with these pretty much asshole fans? <laughs> yeah, sadly, I have a, not in person. However, online, social media is a tool, but it can also be very harmful. And a lot of people are willing to say a lot of things online that they wouldn't say in person but the great thing about that is there's a lot of good fans that will weigh outweigh the bad fans unfortunately it's just something you have to deal with so yeah i mean just i mean i respect everyone having an opinion and stuff like that but you know they do cross that line which that's why we had to pull Mad Max's social media privileges away from I don't know why they want to beat up a midget. Then they get their ass handed to him, and then they, they crawl underneath the rock. They don't want to be known as the one that got their ass handed to him by a midget. I'm not fighting you, Max. <laughs> That's a pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. Danny can be the referee. Oh yeah, I got you. Danny, would you Danny, would you be interested in coming to uh, Kentucky? I would. I'm always willing to travel. Love to. We have a fairly decent amount of uh in our women's division here in uh World Wrestling Alliance, Kentucky. Yeah, it's always something good to look into. I will talk to the promoter myself and let him know. All right, thank you. Yeah, that's, why we, that's why I keep Mad Max around because he has the connections with the WWE. TJ, he's one of those babies that were dropped off at a church. They knocked on the door and they ran off. You know, and the guy opens the door is stuck with the baby. That's TJ. That's <laughs> zero value added. Uh, but he has charm. He brings charm to the show. So that's why. That's why we keep them around. That's when we get all fucked up and hurt and everything. That's where he's like, like that kid from The Simpsons. He gets hurt. So, Danny, if professional wrestling was never a thing, never existed, what would you be doing? 
Um, that is a difficult question. I would definitely still be some something in fitness, something in like the uh, sports industry. I've always been an athlete. Just something I've done for a lot of years. Probably something like personal trainer. I love to be in the gym working out, always trying to improve. If I can help anyone else do that, I'd love to. So at the end of the day, if you could describe your wrestling journey by using one word, what word would that be and why? Um, that is also a little difficult. There's so many ways to describe it. It's just one word. Probably just adventurous. I mean, one thing I love about it is you never know where it's going to go. There's so many possibilities and so many things you can do. Like, no matter where you're going, you're wrestling, you're traveling, you're meeting fans, you're meeting other wrestlers. And there's something about it where you never stop learning and you never stop having new experiences. So every single show, every single every single promo, every single uh, interview like this, it's just another part of the adventure and it can go infinite different ways you can have new paths new friends new journeys all of that good stuff so when you do an event do you prefer to be looked at as a face or as a heel do you have a preference i don't people people can look at me however they want people can assume i'm the bad guy they can think i'm the good guy at the end of the day I am here to put on a show and I will leave them something to remember. Whether they want to think it's good or think it's bad, I am just right there and they can perceive it however they want. I got a couple of questions. I didn't tell TJ Mitch this, but new segment for the show, Michael's Questions. Yes. You ready for Michael's Questions? Just you some better off read them random off the wall. Beat them so, verbatim. <laughs> What's your ideal meal you like to have before or after a match? Ooh, um, after the match, anymore, I kind of go to Sheets. I had a couple friends take me there after a show one day, and now it's a little bit of a go-to. I like to get the uh, chicken sandwich with uh, the mozzarella sticks. What's your ideal cheat meal if you have the day off? Mm. I gotta go with like some fried rice. Fried rice is bad. For, I thought I thought fried rice is good for you. Ah, it depends. It can be. Yeah, if it's good fried rice, who cares? It's a, it's a good meal. I mean, oh yeah. Eat meal or not. <laughs> what is your most embarrassing song that you do not want to admit that's on your playlist? Oh. <laughs> hmm. honestly it's probably a Bo Burnham song um hmm. I don't even it might be 19 uh 1985 Bo Burnham come on Danny I got wrecking ball on my playlist 
<laughs> hey, that's not a bad song though. That's a pretty good song. Not if you're a 45 year old man. Nah, no limits on it. Rocking out to Miley Cyrus. And <laughs> We've heard stories about a TJ hitting the gym, like doing bicep curls. I came in like a wrecking ball. And people were getting like, what the heck? We've heard multiple stories. It's embarrassing. It's, but he won't go away. So I can't fire him. He just won't go away. If you were at a karaoke bar, what song would you sing and why? Oh, trying to think of all the songs that I would listen to in my car to scream. There's a lot of them. It's great. Every time anyone asks me about songs, I immediately blank on every song I've ever listened to. It's just a thing that happens every time. Um. And a couple hours after this episode, you're like, these are the songs. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, immediately after, I'll, we'll be like, okay, I'll thanks talking, whatever. That was a song. There's a song right there, right on the tip of my tongue the entire time, but I couldn't get it. Hmm. Honestly, you know what? Uh, be a man, Mulan. Got to go for it. Got to belt that song. Yeah, TJ, you got to go for that song. <laughs> I, I would say Pearl Jam Alive. Well, no one's asking you, so. Too late. You shouldn't have said my name. You now included me on the conversation. <laughs> what is the worst town that you do not like wrestling in, but you still do anyways? Um, I haven't really had any towns yet that I wouldn't go back to that I don't enjoy. Like any traffic or route routes to get to this town is just a pain in the ass? Okay, you know what, maybe. Uh... Any drive to Michigan has been a little bit of a difficult time because of all the construction. That that has been a little bit, bit more difficult recently, all the traffic and just, yeah, construction's been a little crazy there. Yeah, what's up with this construction this, this year? I mean, even my neck of the woods, and Brookline, Vermont, small town, 500 people, we have this Route 30, 25 miles all torn up that they haven't worked on yet. It's just like, what the fuck? yeah it's construction season that's the beauty of spring into summer yeah unfortunately and finally what's the worst restaurant you have ever eaten in Ooh. uh not overall but one time i did go to cracker barrel and the food was just awful undercooked and like not prepared other times have been good the one time specifically just could not enjoy it. It was it was a rough time there. Cracker Barrel used to be so good. used to be really good back in the days. They've gone downhill quickly. Yeah, I gotta make it all cheaper. Yeah, I gotta take shortcuts and everything. It's just yeah, of course you get workers that, you know. Yeah, but that's another subject, another time. So where do you see yourself in five years from now? Hmm. Well, um, in five years, I'd love to be graduated college, still wrestling, traveling the world, preferably. Uh, I don't know. I like to see where life's going to take me. I I like to set goals, but they're kind of kind of calm. I just want to travel to as many states as possible to wrestle, uh, see where that takes me. Is there like an ideal country you love to wrestle in? 
Um, Canada and Japan are two countries I would love to get to wrestle in. Japan, I can see. Canada, I don't see the sex appeal of Canada, but... I don't know. I just like the idea of going up to Canada, wrestling some shows, hanging out. Seems like it's a fun a beautiful country. country. Mm-hmm. It's an absolutely gorgeous country. Different over there. It seems over there like their beer bottles are even thicker than what they are here in the United States. Because Puppet went to hit me well, Tio, not Puppet, but Tio went to hit me with the bear bottle on the head and it didn't break. He ended up hitting to hit me like two or three times and it finally broke. So they're thicker for sure. Is there a weapon, Danny, that you would refuse to get a hit with? Um, probably glass. Uh I don't think I'd be a big fan of that one, but that's that's pretty much where I would draw the line. Do you think most people who do death matches are absolutely mentally insane? Um, I mean, anyone who's in the ring is a little bit insane in their own way. Death matches are a little different, but I don't know. Just depends, I guess. I guess it depends on how hardcore the death match is. He's, he's, I've seen some like really gnarly ones. Yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? But now, so Danny, someone, go ahead. Danny, what would you consider your fantasy match and with who and where at? Mm. Um I would have loved the chance to wrestle like AJ Lee. She was one of the first people I like grew up watching and really enjoyed. If I could wrestle her anywhere, I'd probably say in Columbus, just because it's kind of like my hometown almost. And I think I'd love just to get the chance to wrestle her and be almost like the hometown area. If the WWE and AEW contacted you with offers, let's say five years, same amount of money, which one would you sign with? Hmm. That is another difficult question because I'd still love. Uh, you have to. Um, I don't know. Looking at the talent on just both of their rosters and the opportunities that you could get at each, it would probably come down to just where I see myself growing the most. And at this point, I wouldn't know that. That's definitely something I'd have to think on. Uh. And see just just what I think I could do in each of those companies and how I could help bring growth wherever I am. So you have to say, give me some time to think about it and really weigh your options. Yeah. I'm not much of a jump to conclusions right away kind of person. I'd like time to think about it a little bit before I do something crazy. That's why you're smarter than the three of us combined. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so we talked about your which uh your long-term goals which be in five years from now what are some of your shorter term goals um i would love to just continue traveling the country right now i'd love to hit more states just in the u.s uh get more shows wrestle every weekend multiple times 
which getting there at this point, uh, I love to keep traveling and just doing that, keeping up. And what events do you have coming up? Um, I'm actually taking a little bit of a break coming up. I'm coming back in like July, uh, July 23rd. I'm back in Marion, Ohio. And then August 12th, I'm back in Mansfield, Ohio for ASWA. And where can people find you on social media? Um, I have a YouTube page, Danny Jacks. Uh, Facebook, all, Facebook and Instagram, also Danny Jacks. Hey, guys, you got to check out her YouTube page. I mean, especially not just her matches, but her promos were like pretty fucking good. I got to admit, and I don't plug anyone's page like this before. I, they are pretty fucking good. Thank you. You told someone the thing so we can see them. What? Why don't you throw a couple of them on the thing so we can see them? Why well, no, you on her page, dude. Dude, why don't you like look it up yourself? Because I'm on my cell phone with this interview. Dude, <laughs> no, I'm not saying right now, man. Never mind. Danny, we're gonna check them out. We'll figure it out with Vic. You sh you should have done it before the interview. I dude, I didn't even know if I was gonna be on. He lucky he found his house. Right. I had a whole bunch of trees fall through the back sheds. Uh yeah, we over the weekend. You see what I have to deal with, Danny, every episode? <laughs> every episode, it's always something like this. Fun times, right? Yeah, good time, yeah. Max, TJ, do you have any final questions or thoughts? From what I'm understanding and the way the vibe I'm getting from you, Danny, your name is going to be known all over the United States. Man, I, I wanna say thank you for your time and letting me get to talk to you and actually get to know you. So when you get big, when you sign that big contract and you're out there and I'm gonna tell everybody, I did an interview with her already before she even got up to that level. So- Thank you. Uh, continue on with your journey. God bless and go nonstop, girl. Make Thank it. You. Do not stop. Yeah, I probably... know I should always go before Max because Max always comes in with these heartfelt. You know, I can't follow Max after some shit like that. Danny. It's been a pleasure. Great to hear your stories. Great to hear everything's going good for you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. That was fine, but that was just a short version. Short and sweet to the point. Yeah, you know. Hey, Max, you're not, you're, not, you're not mad at me about that lottery question, are you? About the green card? About the green card? What would say? If you know me well, if you, if you, if you would know me. I started crying. I laughing so hard. Yeah, he went updated. He put on the put on meme up saying, "Like, if you really know me, what would I get? Get what's the first thing I'll get when I win the lottery?" And people were saying, "Like, you know, like wrestling, wrestling ring, school. wrestling promotion." I said, "A green card." I couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> and I thought you, my wife thought you would be like, "Oh, fuck this guy, fuck this show." <laughs> No, 
dude, I've, I've been called everything in the book and then some. It don't fade me anymore. Like I said, once I moved from Kansas City to Kentucky, they considered me a hick Hispanic. So Jeez. I just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, no, I just want to let Dane know that we don't just pick, except for TJ, we don't just pick anyone to be part of the show. We really do look at the person and say, do we see someone that we can, within like, we call it the realm. And the realm is like WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling. So we definitely see you in that area in the future. And we look forward to watching you on TV. Thank you. And thank you for everyone for listening and thank you for watching on YouTube. This is Killing the Business Worldwide, and we are all out.